We're live. What up, world? What's Welcome. going on? What's going on? Welcome to the Fives of the Week, episode five. Your boy James here. Your boy Philly, and I got a special guest in the building today. Hey. I'm going to let him introduce himself. Grandmaster B, what up? <laughs> Yo, don't snatch the, what, the mic from me, man. Come on now. <laughs> He's a little excited. He's a little pickle, you know what I yeah, mean? That's the uncle right there. That's right. It's all we familiar. Unk. <laughs> Go ahead. In introduce yourself to the people, man. Come on. I know you want some mic time. Uh, you know, I'm the nephew. No, you're my nephew, and I'm the uncle. And we're yeah, hanging out together. However you guys do it, I mean. We're going we're gonna to have some fun with this, man. We're bringing another uh, personality on board just to kind of lively up the podcast a little bit, and then we're going to have fun with it. Yeah, Grandmaster B thought we were kind of boring so he was like i gotta get oh, in here man. you guys are you guys are doing a great job man I, this has always been a dream of mine so i'm gonna i'm gonna hang out with y'all that's the politically correct answer yeah but honestly like jay you know us on a personal level this dude is one of the funniest genuine people you ever meet you know yeah. he, he doesn't hold back opinions you know what i mean so for sure but he, he's a great dude i'm excited to have him part of this took me to my first kid rock concert that was amazing at Comerica Park, that was dope. I never saw. I never thought I would like Kid Rock live, and he was one of the best performers I've ever seen in my life. It was a it was a great show. It um, was wild. Yeah, because we had gone to the uh, Eminem and um, Jay Z, right? Yeah, you know what's crazy though? I feel like uh, Kid Rock sounded better. Yeah, like he yeah, he just sounded. Yeah, he sounded great singing. He sounded good on the turntables. That was nuts too. I was like, what the hell is this guy doing turntables? I didn't realize, you know. Dude came from that hip-hop background. And it's weird, too, because ever since the pandemic started, no concerts, everything's been virtual. You know, it's been, everything's been different, so we've had to adjust to that. I really just miss doing normal things like that. I know, I miss seeing people. It's like being face-to-face -face with people. Even relationships now, like, I've I've switched over to porn now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, guys, I'm kidding. No, you're not, no, you're not. <laughs> A little bit. But, but, you know, dude, there's nothing like live concerts, right? When you're at a concert, there's something that just, it just brings you up, man. You know, that's what I think everybody's missing right now, man. Because we don't have anything right now that we could just kind of emotionally attach to with people. And in that environment, when you just, you know, you just can, the visuals of going to a great concert, like you say, like a, whether it's a Kid Rock concert, Jay-Z or anything like that, you just have so much excitement that builds to that day. And when you're there, and then when the first, you know, song comes on, it's just like all the gloves are off, man. You're ready to pop and have a good time. And we need that right now. We're str I mean, right now it's been such a shitty last one year for a lot of reasons, for so many reasons, right? But now we're sitting here going, we need something to go to, man. You know, live sporting events, concerts, we need that. And it's so important to, to, to our well-being i think to do stuff like that would you agree mike no 100 percent, and I, I miss it so much and with covid at sporting events all everything's been limited in detroit we weren't able to go to sporting games and we love to do that here we've been doing it in our family for years so i cannot wait to get back to that and it seems like things are trending upwards so I, i'm optimistic that this summer and moving moving on we'll be able to do that sure. yeah these vaccines are getting out there too and like they they said there's a certain percentage i can't remember what it was that they said that um once that percentage gets reached we'll have like pretty much herd immunity right so i'm i'm waiting on that too i'm about to get vaxxed yeah you know what being an essential worker and being out there the whole time i was against it but actually going through it and having it it kind of changed my mind you know what i mean and if i could prevent it you know 
spreading it to other people i'm down for that you know what i mean just it's just a little humility so yeah yeah for sure i was one of those people that was dead against it in the beginning mm-hmm. and then realizing that you know i'm older than you guys right so i had to start making a decision on this thing yeah i ended up getting both of them i did the uh pfizer went down to ford field signed up for it got my first shot this and it was so you took the pfizer and yes you <laughs> took yeah. the jensen and jensen and yeah <laughs> It was crazy. The first shot didn't really hit me that hard, right? It was kind of more of like an achy arm. But then the second shot, dude, I mean, for like two days, it kicked my ass. Everyone tells, everyone's saying the same shit, dude. Everyone I talked to was like, that second shot couldn't use my arm for two weeks. I'm like, yeah. whoa. Actually, I had a coach's meeting um, yesterday, and my older friend Ray, I think he's in his, I don't want to disrespect him, but I think he's in his 60s. It knocked him out, though. He, he couldn't even show up. He said, Dude, I can't make it. I apologize, but I felt bad for him. He sounded like shit too. So really, yeah. Um, Can you choose which arm they do it in? I went with the left arm because they said if your dominant arm is the one you use the most, you definitely don't want to do it in that arm. So I went for my left. My second shot took me down. I'm telling you, like Jay, for like the first two days, I was achy, sore, tired. But then I just got super tired, like because they put the antibodies in you, right? That's the whole idea of it. So your system can fight it off. Like day three, it was like no problem, but my arm was like super sore. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you can't fear it, man, because now they're saying you're gonna have to get a booster shot. Booster yeah, the, shot's the gonna third be like or like every a, year, right? Right, you're gonna have to get a uh, vaccine, like a flu shot, but then you're gonna have See, to get this like... added shot. So, dude, I might be growing a third arm by next next year. I don't know what this shit's doing to me, but you know, I'm just thinking I just have to do it, right? Yeah, I'd like Where? to. Gr- I'd like to grow a bigger. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know, you know what's funny. I'm just conflicted because they say don't choose your dominant arm. My dominant arm is my right, but I beat with the left, so I don't know. <laughs> right, what... <laughs> right. I, you... I don't know what. I don't know what to choose, man. We're in a pandemic. You know what I'm saying? I spent a lot of quality time with myself. I don't know what to do, dog. So, son, you got to be flexible. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I guess I got to learn how to do it back Change with it the up right. Once in a while. No, you know what it was though. You have to switch it because sometimes it feels like someone else is doing it when you use the the, the non-dominant hand. You know, listen. I'm sorry for all the people listening. If it's moms tuning in, whatever, but this is just what it is. Like, hey, freedom of speech, man. This is our outlet. So yeah. whatever you gotta do, man. We gotta let loose sometime, man. Absolutely. We're talking about drinks. We're talking about drinks today. That's what's on the list. So I figure we might as well get a little wild. Let me just say, Rosie Palms never did any of us wrong. Okay. <laughs> no, she didn't. She word didn't. out. She's, she's still here. <laughs> Both of them. All right, so let's get into it. So we were talking about beverages last week. We we settled on adult beverages, so yeah. just drinks. Whenever you want to enjoy them, your go tos. Um, All right, B's gonna chime in and he's gonna let us know about national rankings and things like that, which is really cool. And then we'll see kind of where we fall. So if you want, I'll start it off. Yep. Obviously, no brainer drinking it right now. I love Corona Light. I love Corona period, but mm-hmm. I, I prefer you know Corona Light now. <clears throat> um, and also, have you ever had a Corona Rita? Never. Oh, no. That's the shit you made me. It's actually... No, no, no. I had it for the first time at Azteca. Um, it's basically a margarita with a Corona poured upside down in it. Oh, I see. Yeah, Didn't... it's really good. Okay, so what was that thing you made when we were at Sal's? Oh, that was... Um... That was fantastic is what it was. Yeah, it's... Uh, damn it. What, what's it called? Um, my friends are going to kill me for it because it was a popular thing. My buddy Joe actually was like, yo, we need to try this. And mm. I actually did it. Yeah. And... um. That was so, good. Uh, grenadine, tequila, and orange juice. That's what it was. Okay. It was it was bomb, man. I think I was drunk. But you put like it in a beer, though, right? Like you, yeah, you, yeah. yeah. So it's like you you sip the head of the Corona, right? Mm-hmm. And then 
a little bit of tequila, a little bit of OJ, and a splash of grenadine. Yeah. Done. Okay. And uh, yeah, it was good. All I right. think uh, that was the first time you had a beer in a long time. Yeah, I think yeah. You were, <laughs> you were feeling a little lit, bro. I was lit, dude. I was lit off that one. When did you start drinking light instead of regular Corona, though? Like, I think for whatever reason, like when I started on my health journey, when I needed to lose weight and get healthier. Started looking sexy. Yeah, you know, oh. I try. Oh. You were looking like a piece out here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that ground round brown. You know, I was, I was ready certified. To, I was ready to switch sides, baby. USDA, baby. I was about to switch teens, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wrong. Putt from the rough. <laughs> putt from the rough, Mark. Hey, man. Oh, man. Yeah. No. What do you got, Mike? So, yeah, Corona Light, that would be my first beer of choice. That's lit. Yeah. Um. All right. So, my first choice, my go to is uh the Heine, them Heinekens. I know you don't like Heineken. You said that, but um, I didn't like them either at first. And then I don't know what happened. Some switch went off, and then I started drinking them too much, and that's why I stopped. <laughs> right. To but me, um, I, not to cut you they off. A little sour or something. Or? It's a little. It seems like skunky to me. Like mm. anytime you leave a bottle of beer with it it, when it when it gets UV rays, it skunks the beer out like fast in the summertime. So you leave a a bottle out. I mean, for a couple hours, it could taste like crap. So you want to hear the weirdest thing about Heineken's for me? I can, so I used to walk home from work. I would grab two big boys. Sometimes, like, if how late it was, I wouldn't drink both of them. I'd drink one. I'd leave the other one in my room. So I wouldn't, like, put it in the fridge. I could drink it warm. And that's the weirdest thing ever. I can't drink any other beers warm. Dude, who drinks warm beer? Seriously. Germans. Oh, it's fucked up. I know, yeah. but they also, you know, they've done a lot of fucked up shit. Yeah. I don't yeah, want to talk about that, but yeah, but warm beer, dude. I, I know, I to know. To me, it's I weird. can't do it. I gotta have it cold. I'm no, not saying I haven't done it before. Like if something, like you bring a cooler and it's like, you know what I mean? It's watered down, whatever. But yeah, I, I'd rather not ever have a warm beer again, dude. At, That's at, right. But it's every warm beer is nasty <laughs> except Heineken for me. I swear to God, it's got to be a thing where like I think you can you're su- not supposed to, but you can drink it warm. I don't know why. If I look it up, I'll bet you I'll be able to find it. You guys can talk, but I'll be able to find it. Well, no, it. like my brothers, they love Heineken. Josh loves Heineken. I know I'll drink it. I know it's your thing, but, you know, I'd prefer a few other ones. Yeah. What would, what would be your, your top choice? If, as far as, like, my number one, if we talking beer or booze? Beer. Beer? Ah, man, I, dude, I'm an old soul, man. I'd probably go with, like, uh, Coors Light. I mean, I, I like the Coronas. If I'm on vacation, I'm somewhere like in Mexico or something like that. I'm on a beach somewhere. I'm down with the Coronas because that's what they're popular for, right? But um, I'm not a really big beer drinker. That's the problem because to me, beer just weighs me down. Now, if I'm going to get my fix on, for me, it's probably going to be a Captain and Coke. I mean, mm. I'd rather sip on that, have two, three of those, and not feel my face rather than drink like 20 beers and go, I got a buzz. Because, yeah. you know, liquor's quicker, right? So. I'm down with maybe more of that style. But as far as beer goes, I mean, call it soft or whatever, but Coors Light more than, you know, most of them. Yeah, and to Coors Light, since we're on the topic, I sat with, with Uncle Sal back in the day, years ago, and we it was the first time I ever had Coors Light. It was a hot summer night. <laughs> he came by and um, hadn't seen him in a long time, and I had a – a 24 pack and we went through 21 of those beers Jeez. just sitting on the porch like they're light i think he had a lot more than me but still i mean we we ripped through it it was unbelievable yo we got to get that prelim going though 
I mean, the prelims are over. We got to switch over oh, I to got the you. other yeah, we one. Got the, we got UFC 261 going on, so I'll let you yeah, guys so chop it up for a minute. We're doing this live, what, so we got to... You guys got it on pay-per-view right now? Yeah, because no there's shit. a huge what, fight tonight. What are these and we're gonna now? talk about. we're going to talk about it later. Uh, what's that? What'd you say? What are they running right now for, like, pay-per-view? What are these... What are... is it, like $60, Mike? 70 for Jesus. this one? This is Jorge Masvidal versus uh, Kamaru Usman, though. And this is, like, a huge... This is this crazy. This is a big one, huh? Not only that, there's two other fights going on. There's uh, Valentina who's fighting, she's, I, I can't even remember her name or don't know how to pronounce it, one of the two, this Brazilian chick. And then uh, Rose Namajunas is fighting Zhang Weili. So that, and they're bad too. They're, see, they're I, going for championships. Jay, I don't follow this as much as you guys oh, do. You're going to see it tonight. Trust yeah, I'm gonna me, you're going to see it get it wild. Out, but it's huge. I look, mean, at, look at those dudes. Oh, they look rough, man. No, they're going at it, man. These are the, these are the, these are the ones, man. They're going for a championship. So we'll probably have like a wager on it or something. So $70 and how many different fights do you get with that? Oh, it's a whole bunch. So it's like a like a four or five hour long. You get to see everything that's going. It's all well, it at the same at, arena? It starts at seven and probably won't end until one. Okay. Yeah. So we're getting we're getting a whole bunch of fights. Dude, isn't like the, I mean, oh, we're getting off the topic here on the top five, but I mean, isn't the pay-per-view such a moneymaker for a lot of these people right now? I mean, like if you want to see something good. You know, back in the day when I was growing up, and I'm going to sound like an old dude here, but it seemed like all the main stuff was on, like, the big networks, right? right. Now, for you to get anything premium, you're paying for it. Which, oh, yeah. You know, it's it's all part, you know, part of the big money that they bring in with these fights. I think it's the same thing with streaming, too. Like, yeah, everyone sure, switched man. over to streaming. I, I was actually kind of sad to see uh, Blockbuster go blockbuster um yeah just because that was like a thing like when you're a kid you know what i mean right, like yeah. you're getting pizza it's friday night you and your family grab a vhs tape be kind rewind all that shit and now it's like all those places went out of business you're going on netflix you know there is one blockbuster left right i thought they closed it though is it the one it was it colorado or something like that yeah something there like was that something the on last netflix, one there the was last, a big thing about yeah, it yeah that's what it was yeah i think the they last, closed it down yeah the last blockbuster or something like that there's so much stuff on netflix to watch documentary wise that i just i said well i'll get around to it one day but yeah. um i seen like the previews of it, it was kind of cool yeah and you guys are talking about pay-per-views sorry i didn't get the tv fixed real quick but at good, the same man. time um streaming now streaming is huge so like hbo max netflix all those providers like a lot of people actually cancel their cable oh yeah that way they could save a ton of money because most people pay like a buck 50 to 200 a month just for right. cable so if you can stream a couple platforms for like 50 dollars, like why wouldn't you mm -hmm. and you get everything that you need yeah all, all your movies because if it weren't for football i would cancel cable I literally like I don't watch a lot of other sports as much. I follow it. You can't follow you, me? Can't but... you get like a can't you get a package though? Isn't there like a either like an NFL or an NBA or maybe like a sports package total that you can purchase uh yearly and then you don't need anything else? Is that cheaper or well like during the NFL season, I'll pay the extra money for like the NFL red zone. Right. And I will literally watch the NFL red zone. So that's what I was talking all about. Day. Yeah. yeah, because you're getting everything from the twenty yard line going to the goal line. So that's where all the fun's at right that's yeah. where all the scoring's taking place and if i know mike you're you're a huge fantasy football guy and i'm a big fantasy football guy so i mean it's kind of like all sunday from like one o'clock all the way to the third game of the night which is the late game right and they don't play that on the nfl red zone but the first you know the one o'clock games the four o'clock games you just get to see all the action live as it's happening so it kind of just gives you everything you need to know 
if you're in this whole fantasy crap like most of us are, it just takes it to a different level. So What's, I'll pay for that. What service is that though? Is that just itself? Like it's just it's called Red Zone, and yeah, that's all it is. NFL Red Zone. It, yeah, I think they moved it to ten bucks when it first came out. It was like five ninety nine, and then you know Xfinity or Comcast, whatever they call themselves now, they moved it to a, like a, a subscription price monthly to ten dollars, and. You know, I don't know too many people, Mike, that don't have it, right? Because, I mean, if you're, a, if you're a huge NFL guy like yourself, I mean, that's what we do. Yeah, I mean, I, there was times where I was like six leagues deep. You know is, what I mean? Like yeah. trying to keep up with all that, it's extremely difficult. That's crazy. Is that yeah. all your – but is that <clears throat> like how you can watch all the games? Yeah. And it, it, let's say you get rid of your cable. Can you get that only and have that instead that's, of cable? Or that's is it... through your provider, though, so it's Got extra. Got it. That's like... what I was thinking. Okay. You think there's going to be a point where they sort of like what ESPN did, like how ESPN Plus, like once you subscribe to ESPN, now you get all the UFC or whatever ESPN does? Yeah, see, there's an app like on the Xbox. You can get the NFL Sunday ticket. Um, and you can actually, I think, stream games that way. Mm, so see, so, so then maybe that way you could do NFL as well, right? That's no? the thing. Like it's, yeah, I'm sure you can. Yeah. That's the thing. Coming up with alternatives to like the big box, you know, um, businesses. Yeah. People are trying to find other avenues to cut costs and, and may actually make more money in the long term. It's actually a very smart business model. Yeah. You know, what's scary though, is like once I feel like Apple did this too, and I'm not trying to crap on Apple cause I love Apple products, but I feel like what they do is it's like once something becomes so big and it gets everyone on board, then they start making these changes that affect everybody. And it's like, you're too invested in it now. Right. So it's like once they almost like a company you've worked for, for five years, let's say now they want you to take, um, sexual harassment training. That's like really, um, like it's something that you don't feel is necessary. Like, you know how there's, everyone has sexual harassment training, but let's say it goes to like a crazy level where you're like, Whoa, like, why do I need to take this? Like, but you've already worked there for so long, and now it's policy. Right, right. You know what I mean? And you're like, dude, I just want to grab some ass. Like, what's the problem? <laughs> no. Yeah, that handful could cost you. Yeah. But, uh, all right, let's I really. A lot of money in Atlantic City, and I'm very proud of it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, let's get back. It. We're, we're getting uh, yeah, on topic. We, we that sounds my bad. We got to reel it in a little bit. But right. um, second drink. So did you know, though? So Corona, Heineken, did you know what the, the line was actually originated for? No. So it was actually to get the rust uh, off the cap, off the bottle. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's actually how it started. Wow. And then people started just dropping it in to enhance the flavor. So then it became a thing of its own. Me, like, I prefer lemon, though. Mm. It's, it's a little bit more citrusy, but, you know, for me, I dig it. I like so, lemon, though. Lemon's good for you, too. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, another favorite beer, not just because I'm half Mexican. It's just I like Modelo. Modelo's a great beer. Um, first brewed in a northwestern Mexico city called Tacuba in 1925. Mm. So, got um, some A's to it. Yeah, I was introduced to it like two years ago. I tried the Negro. It's actually really good, though. Um, <laughs> both of them. Negro Modelo. <laughs> I thought you said something else. No, funny. no, I'm no. Like, what? Hey. <laughs> got the intro music, too, baby. Yeah. You know how we do. That's how we do it. They can't see, but we're over here yeah. dancing. They know. I, I've spoke about it. I'm very pl- proud of my Mexican and Polish heritage, you know? 50-50, man. That's oh. lit. You know? I love it, man. So, uh, yeah, Modelo's great. Um, so, yeah, almost 95 years old. It's been around forever. And it's actually an uh, official sponsor of the UFC in 18. 
Oh, nice. I don't. I'm not sure if it uh it still is, but I think I've seen I've seen it advertised a bunch. It's the second. Corona's number one imported okay. beer in the U.S. Modelo's number two. The funny thing is, I actually didn't put Corona on mine because I knew you were gonna pick it. But I actually got into Coronas because of you. I never even really liked beer actually until we started hanging out. Yeah, and it's an acquired taste. Um, yeah. I think you know when you're younger, you kind of just drink to Where, get a little buzz. It from? Where's it from? Which one? The beer you're talking about. Modelo? Yeah. Tacuba? Mexico. <laughs> Correct. Mexico. Yeah. Um, Modelo's good. Modelo's good. I'm, I mess with it. Um, I kinda, I'm kind of on your tip, though, right now. Grandmaster B, when it comes to beer, just being, and I'm not really, like, you know, on your tip, tip. I'm just on that tip, like, you know, on the same Word. tip. Yeah. Uh, nah, I'm gonna bring up um bourbon. So I like Maker's Mark. That's my favorite type of bourbon. And I I usually just drink that straight. Now that's something that's not heavy. Um, I got introduced that by my boy at the club one time. I didn't know what he was drinking, but I took a sip of what he had, and I was like, whoa! I didn't like it at first, and I got used to it. But that's that's like my my go to if I don't want to drink beer. So what's your favorite type of bourbon? Um, do you have one? Of those yeah, just Maker's matter. Mark. Maker's, Maker's Mark. That's okay. that's my favorite. That's that's literally my go-to um, bourbon. It is good. I mean, I like we talked about it last week a little bit. We took a shot for, you know, your dad, my grandfather, and um, Josh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's and smooth. that's acquired. That's an acquired taste too. It is though. though. Yeah. It is. It's I, a it's a sipping. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's something you want to sip on. Throw a couple cubes in there and just sip on it. Because guys would like I said they would leave it after poker parties and. Like, oh, let me try this. You know what I mean? I could sip on it for a while. and Yeah, it kind of warms you up. Yeah, it's not not my favorite, but I mean. It's weird. It's like, uh, it's one of those things that you just feel like a grown man when you drink it, though. It's a You're classic like, man type of drink, yep, for sure. Yeah. So is the Maker's Mark, is that more like a spicy rum? It kind of tastes, it tastes a little spicy, yeah. I, I would say that, yeah. Yeah, I think there's some that are that have like like even with tequila, there's like a vanilla flavor. Oh right, yeah. They have like the resposados, like different. There's smoothness to it, you know mm -hmm. what I mean. So it just it's really about preference. When I want to be clear too, like I'm not a connoisseur, like and also I'm not drinking anymore. But I I kind of just get most of the drinks that I've even chosen, I get introduced to because of other people, and then I just like it. Right. So I'll continue to drink it just because it's all I know. So I'm going to take credit for this one. This next one I kind of invented myself. So I'm, I'm a pioneer in some regards here. Okay? Let's do it. That's Let's right. go. So It's Philly. That's right. If, big Philly, baby. Don't be humble about <laughs> it, dude. Don't be humble about it. <laughs> Let's I, go. Can I live? What is it? All right. So, <laughs> I just decided one day, I'm like, all right, fireball is a thing. But I'm mm. like, how can I spice this up? Mm. I went with the Dr. Pepper. Whoa. So wait, yeah. wait, what? Dr. Pepper and Fireball. It. So you got the cinnamon, and the Dr. Pepper's got like the 21 different flavors in it. Whatever. I was gonna say, what is what is Dr. Pepper, dude? It's weird. It's hard to define. It's just freaking good, man. Like, who doesn't like Dr. Pepper though? There's some people. But I'm I don't shocked, know. though. It's it's probably one of my top favorite pops. Dude, it's so weird. I feel like people either hate it or they love it. Y'all say pop in the brooch? Pop in the brooch. <laughs> All right. So I the Dr. Pepper, because it's something I just looked up here. It's got 23 different flavors. In it. Did you know that? Dude. So some I, of I misspoke. It was, I said 21 is 23. 20, okay. So 21, 23, I'm amazed that it has that many flavors. So here are just a sample of some of the different flavors. Round it's them got out. cola, cherry, licorice, amaretto, mm. almond, vanilla, 
black cherry, apricot, black cherry, caramel, pepper, anus. It's a spice. <laughs> Whoa. And uh, ginger, Depends on who it molasses, is. lemon, plum, orange. I mean, I never thought in 100 years that it had that many different flavor profiles. No, I'm shocked, but, I mean, anus is a hell of a spice. Oh, I yeah. Will, so I will say I that. It's kind of shitty, but that's just my thought. <laughs> for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yo, Dr. Pepper is is fantastic, man. I mean, I love it. It's one of my, like I said, it's one of my favorites. And I How figured, the hell do you, but, like, let me ask you, you guys. Said, hold on one second. Yeah. You, you said there was cinnamon in that, right? There is cinnamon, yeah. All right, so you put the cinnamon whiskey it kind of just meshed really well. Mm. I drank too much of it because I killed a fifth in like two hours. Oh and my! And I was—I actually puked my brains out, and it was—it was bad. But the taste—the reason I did that is because it tasted so good. Right. So if it's something you could just sip on, you know, have a drink or two, mm. phenomenal. I—I I recommend that to anybody. Right. Yeah. You don't want to have something that you're like trying to scarf down that you can't, you know, yeah, you can't enjoy. No, and I was just having a good time. I was at my, my son's mother's sister's house, and we were all partying and just, you know, I guess the best got to me or whatever. But, you know, it was, it was a good time. So what do you what do you call that drink if you had to put, like, a name to it and you were going to market that drink? Philly's Pepper Ball. Thank you very much. That's really nice. Thank you. Yo, thank you. Thank you. Philly's Pepper Ball. Dude, that's so fire. Yeah, that's, that's the rapper. Come on, me. you see the freestyle? You know, I just came off, off the, the top, top of the dome. Off the top. So, Mike, this was a mixed drink that you were mixing the Dr. Pepper with? Yeah. Yeah, mixed drink and um, just, well, I wasn't really sipping on it because I killed a fifth in two hours. But, you know, it, it's something you could sip on. Just throw a little ice in there, mix the two. About, I'd say a quarter, quarter Fireball, quarter Dr. Pepper, quarter ice. I don't know. Yeah. I, I had a lot, of, a lot of Fireball in it, though. That's all I know. Yeah. When you get a... When you get a flavor profile like that, I think we've all been there. When you get a drink that tastes so smooth and it masks the booze, it's so easy just to get lost in that, right? Yeah. You go two, three, four drinks, and next thing you know, you say, hey, I got to go to the bathroom. You get up off that bar stool, crash. <laughs> no, for sure. Like when I was in Florida, I had a, something called a, a hurricane. I think it's very similar to like a tequila sunrise. Yeah. It, it was, Those are good. It hit me, though, because I was already drinking beer throughout the day. You know. And I didn't probably have as much water as I should have. So when I got up out of the seat, I was like, whoa. That's actually, that no. was on my list, Tequila Sunrise. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. sorry to steal your thunder. No, 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 no. No, it's it's good. It's it's It used to be my go-to. Okay. It was just kind of like, because uh, it's so smooth. Hmm. I'm just, and I I had to put a mixed drink on there because I don't think I have any other mixed drinks. I think I just kind of stuck with beer for the most part. Just because I feel what you're saying with like feeling weighted down. But I just feel like I could handle myself better because I'm a... I'm a fast drinker. Mm. So like I'll be I'll be finishing shit and then next thing you know, I try to go to the bathroom, I'll get up and that's when I'm like, "Oh, somebody tilt the room a little bit." Like it can happen. It can happen. <laughs> take it take it from the man. For sure. <laughs> so, yeah. No, but th that's why you got to be weird like you got to be wary of like mixed drinks. Sometimes they sneak up on you. Yeah, and you got to you got to mix well, you know, don't try not to overdo it. You want taste, but you also, you know what I mean? Yeah. Depending on where you're at. Dude, but here's the thing. I just wanted to talk about this about the Dr. Pepper thing. Let's say you guys are making a drink, and you're like, all right, let's throw 23 flavors together, right? How do you know which one threw it off? Like, what are you going to – how are you going to be like, oh, you know what? I think it's the – I think it's the banana, you know? Yeah, I think it has to be through trial and error. So I think a lot of these companies, when they come out with new beverages, whatever it is, there has to be trial and error. Like, okay, let's do this, see what it tastes like. 
so on and so forth down the line. Yeah. <clears throat> until you find that, okay, this is what we can go to market with. Yeah, so I guess. There, yeah. there has to be a lot of that. I just can't, I can't believe like mixing 23 flavors, but that's crazy. That's awesome. Yes, sir. Um. All right. Yeah. So, well, I guess Tequila Sunrise was on there. They're cheersing it up too for the folks listening. Um, right. you want to go to your next drink then? Yes, sir. We got right. my tequila sunrise out of the way. <clears throat> so another mixed one, actually. Uh, I do enjoy Jameson. Uh, it's Irish whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, Jameson and ginger ale. Actually, um, that is good. It's a popular drink. Um, I just I tried it one day, and I've actually it's it's something I would go to if like I was out or I had it at a, a wedding as well. I think I. I put down like four of them. Oh man! Very smooth, like Jameson's. It's a really good whiskey. Um, they also like with Jameson, you can also do the pickle back, like where you take the pickle juice after the shot. It oh yeah, just wipes out the the whiskey taste. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's another popular one. It's not like proper twelve. See, I like proper twelve actually better than Jameson. Really? Is, of- is it good? I I thought well the thing is I'm people are probably gonna shit on me when they're listening to this because I I've, I've heard if you love Jameson they hate Proper Twelve hmm. but of course I'm a Connor fan so I'm like I'm gonna try it and then me and my boy used to drink it all the time so I just felt like it was smooth you put that in ginger ale it's it's super smooth and also like we used to make um Irish coffee. So in the morning, we just, you know, put that in your coffee with a little whipped cream on top, and it's slamming. Quick fact. Jameson Whiskey, introduced in 1780 in Dublin, Ireland. Crazy. Yeah. Imagine back then they were boozing it up. 1700s? Yeah. It's crazy, dude. That's how the war was won. Man, yeah, right. (laughs) Pre-prohibition in the whole nine yards. That's crazy. I can't, I can't believe that. It's nuts. That's like when the prohibition was going on. Like beer was still legal in Mexico, so like there was a lot of that trafficking going on, and mm-hmm. they were still getting lit on in Mexico. I can't even believe that. Like at one point, the the legal age was eighteen. It is. It's it's weird because it's like, all right, you can send eighteen year olds off to war, and um, you know, you can charge them as an adult but they can't drink liquor but it's like you kind of understand at the same time i i'm not sure if this is fact or not but i've heard that like duis have gone down since they've changed that yeah you know what i mean so there's i think there's a level of maturity like if you the older you get the more mature you get bar none i don't think people will debate that right right um so that three years i know personally i've learned a lot Mm. you know from 18 to 21 i think that's a there's a big growing curve there so I'm not necessarily against it, man. Especially like nowadays, I don't know. Kids are they're exposed to a lot more, so maybe they absorb it differently. Maybe yeah. some will take that and and become more mature, and some will not. You know, they might be introverted and not know how to handle situations. I don't know. I don't know how that all ties in, but it's just it's just a different different time. Yeah, and things are completely different. I remember I can remember days without internet, man. You know what I mean? Oh man, and it works. <laughs> We're far from that now. And then the repercussions, too, of drinking and driving. It's not just, you know, I'm going to go back to when I was growing up and when I was 16, 17. I'm not necessarily proud of this, but I got, I remember getting pulled over by the police with a bunch of buddies of mine and grash it. You know, back in the day, cruising grash it and just hanging out with a bunch of buddies. We got pulled over. We had beer on us. Yep. The cop opened up our trunk, 
took the beer and said, you guys are going straight home. I mean, whether we were buzzed or not, he followed us to get to where we had to go and we got off the hook. Nowadays, you don't get a second chance, man. You're breathing into, you're blowing into something. It's $10,000 loss of license and all the shame and humiliation that comes along with it. So there's just so much more that you have to deal with now in the world. And it's just different now, you know, and, and I think it's for the right reasons too, because I mean, not to get into the darker side of it, but there's a lot of people that lost loved ones because of drunk driving and stuff like that. So everything is in moderation. And now we got, you know, Uber and Lyft and we got all this stuff. So you want to go out and have a great time. Just call somebody up, man, and have them bring you home. Yeah. hundred percent. Honestly, I have Uber on my homepage on my phone. Like you can see it right here. I'll, uh, I'm gonna, You're a smart man. I yeah. just, I, I use it a ton. Like there it is right there. There you go. See, like I'm not bullshit. Like it's, I'd rather pay wherever I'm at locally, $20, $30. I don't care. I'd rather get home safely, protect myself, my family, what I do for a living and, and everybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, 100%. You gotta think big picture. So don't drink and drive. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, Uber, Lyft, like those things are huge in New York too. Cause you're either getting on a subway. I mean, you're not going to drink and drive in New York. A lot of people don't have cars, but you're going to, you're either going to get on the subway trash and someone's going to take advantage of you, not in the way that you'll like it. And, or you can take a lift home and be home in 20 to 30 minutes. While we're on the topic, did you guys see there was a, uh, I think it was in Florida. I could be wrong on this, but there was an Uber driver. It was with the masks. And she was, like, grabbing the dude's face yeah. and, like, taking her mask off. Whoa. It was ridiculous, dude. Like, no. actually, um, I think she's facing legal trouble for that, especially with all the COVID stuff going Wait, so, on. So she was wasted or? Probably, but still. I mean, you know, she was, like, ripping his mask off. Why? She was dead against wearing masks, I guess. But wow. still, like, if, if dude, you know, you're, you're in a business, you know what I mean? Like, you got to respect other people, and I think that's, that really gets lost nowadays. Well, and they probably had a camera in the car, right? Oh, yeah. That's how his dash cam. Yeah, so I was going to say, he's probably legally obligated to wear a mask, like you said, because of his job. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, it's unbelievable, that's, That'd be like you walking into Starbucks and pulling the mask off the barista. Yeah. Because you're, like, you know, against it. That's crazy. I think it was when the girls, there was, what, three girls that were in the back seat, and the one girl didn't have a mask on, and the uber driver said you need to wear a mask and she challenged him she goes no i'm not wearing a mask she was kind of making fun of the whole covid thing and then she started video you know started recording it with her phone and she made a mockery of herself but to mike's point she ended up creating so much havoc for herself mm-hmm. that this guy was legally he, he could press charges on her and he did and i mean she got shamed on social media and everything but i seen it it was almost it was beyond belief the way this girl acted Here's a guy who's trying to help them get them to a safe place after they obviously went out and had a great time. Yeah. And just because he said, wear a mask, she took offense to it and she blew up on the guys if it was his fault. So she got totally irritated by the fact that he said, you got to wear this mask. She started reaching around to the front, pulling his mask off. And it was just ugly. That's crazy. I mean, dude, the world's got crazy people like that now. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's nuts. And also like, yeah, I just, I, I was looking up percentages of, you'd be surprised what percentage, like almost all violent acts or just bad things that happen, alcohol is involved. Whether it's domestic, whether it's fighting, you just statistically, alcohol is involved in like such a high percentage of those cases. So alcohol is very bad. Uh, well, it can be. Right. Right. Like, you know, I think it, listen, if you, if you do anything responsibly, 
you know, you'll be okay. All right. When you abuse things and, and you go out of pocket, that's when you find yourself in a trouble. Yeah. Um, it's a personal choice too. Like you don't drink and I, I applaud you. I never pressure you to. The right. only time like I wanted to salute is because we were talking on a sensitive subject last yeah. week. But yeah. I totally commend you for staying sober and, and doing your thing. And fortunately, like we can have a great time being sober anyway. So it's like, it's all good, man. You know, yeah, I yeah. think it's a great thing. Um, yeah. I personally, like after a long week, I don't drink during the week. Like I'm never the guy to just have a drink by myself very sparingly. Mm. But when I do, it's probably I got a lot on my mind or something going on. And it just relaxes me. Right. Or I want to have a good time and I want to have a few drinks. You know what I mean? So like tonight we're cutting loose a little bit. We're having fun, you know? So that's that's where we're at. Well, also you guys are, or I don't know, I'm sure... I'm sure Grandmaster B is this way too, but you guys are like happy drunks, you know what I mean? Or even happy buzz. Like, and there's a difference. Some people get angry. Some people get super emotional, but I feel like you guys, you're really like, it, it livens it up. It, it puts everybody in a better mood. But I think a lot of people, man, when they get drunk, they go out, they have these egos. You stepped on my shoe. The club is packed. I didn't get the girl I wanted. So now I'm going to start a fight. And we all know that guy, right? We know that person that can't handle it. Look, I could probably count on my one hand how many times a year I drink and let loose. Mm -hmm. uh, one, I want to commend you. I didn't know that you, James, as long as I've known you, I didn't know you didn't drink. I, well, you're, you, I, well, I did before. You did, but, but you, you, I you... I just cut it out maybe like last year. And that's good, right? Yeah. But like to Mike's point, like it's once in a while. I mean, it's okay in moderation. And if you know your limits, that's one thing. But then to Mike's point, there's people that take it to the extreme. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I I mean, I could personally tell you I had a close friend of mine. He's not with us anymore. But this guy, it would take him easily 12 to 14 beers before he would start because he got immune to it. Yeah. You know, when a guy like every day after work has to come home and just pound beers and or drink whiskey, whatever it is, um, and it becomes a problem, right? So for him, it was, he just got to the point where he got used to it. Mm -hmm. The more, the better. And then it becomes such a big, bad habit. But, uh, you know, like I said, for me personally, you know, I've got two daughters, so I don't try to encourage them to, you know, if they're with me, even when they were under age, if they wanted to try a beer, do it in front of me. Right. That's how my parents were. Like, hey, if you want to try beer, let me see you drink this beer in front of me, try it out. Um, and I never went behind their back to do anything stupid because I always felt like I had the wrath of somebody to come home to. So for me, it was always a personal thing. I wanted to be careful of that. But uh, I think to Mike's point, in, in moderation, it's all good. Yeah. You know, it doesn't hurt you. I mean, it's okay once in a while. If there's a celebration of some sort, you know, but not, I just, for me personally, dude, I can't do it every day. It's not, it's not in my DNA to want to drink even on the weekends. It's once in a blue moon. Mike and I have had a couple shots tonight. It feels good. Yeah. It yeah. feels good, right? But no, I'm missing out. <laughs> yeah, you ain't missing out. You go smoke that blunt, dog. But you know, I mean, <laughs> no, I'm good on that. No, I know you are. But I'm just saying, it's like for us, it's like it's. I knew, I know Mike because he's he's fam, man. But I know we just don't do that that often. But it's all good yeah. in moderation, like anything else, right? For sure. Well, that's like when uh, we used to do music. We used to do open mics on Wednesday nights, you know. And I would get my ass up and be to work by seven a.m. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just. How responsible are you? Can you function? Is it is it a detriment to your life at the time? And you made a lot of great points. So I mean, just as long as it's not a detriment to you, right? You know, live it up. You know what I mean? If yeah. you can handle it and and you can do it in moderation, I think that's the key. Again, it goes always goes back to balance. You probably heard me heard me say that on every episode that we've done so far, but it's so true. Mm -hmm. It's just so true to like my being and like I wasn't always the best, happiest drunk. You know, I've had my episodes, you know, when I was younger and whatever. We all, everybody makes mistakes, right? 
Right. So you live, you learn, you get better, you try to grow every single day. And I think that's the best I'm thing sorry. you can do. <laughs> Don't be sorry. <laughs> hey, you live and learn. <laughs> I love this because he's always going to bring it. out the fucking best, man. He's always going to make a joke of it. Sorry. I love it. No, yeah. yeah. The 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 balance is is key though it's it's like a common theme because it it's really true you you definitely need balance you can't you can't be all one way all right so you're on your fourth now yeah okay. um it is see I gotta go back to the beer now blue moon blue moon oh I love blue moon dude because it's got that I absolutely love it it's phenomenal great great beer bigly. It's got uh, cause yeah, you got the you got the orange in there, dude. The orange is that's that's what sets it off for me. You know what I tried? I was at my brother's house <clears throat> uh, a couple weeks ago, and I actually tried the mango wheat. Oh yeah, the blue moon mango wheat was actually really really. Is good. that new or? It's newer. I think it came out in 2016. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's definitely. But I hadn't tried it until then, so it yeah. was actually really good. Yeah, Have no, I just I like blue moon. I've never heard of it. Is this something new? No, Blue Moon's been around. I actually I was gonna put it on my list, but these other drinks I prefer more. It's it's actually been around, I think, nineteen ninety five. Look that up. We might want to fact check that. The Blue Moon really came it out that new. Exist, folks. <laughs> hey. It does it exist. Trump's busting our balls there, man. Wait, I've heard of Blue Moon, Mike, but are you talking about a different flavor of it? Yeah, the mango wheat came out in um two thousand sixteen. So that one's fairly new. I mean it's only what, five years old? Um, okay. But Blue Moon itself, I think it was 95. I want to say 95. See, I think Blue Moon is kind of heavy too. So that's why it's something that like I won't drink all the time. Yeah. But it's something that I would go to like if I'm at a bar or something, I- I'm not going to order. I feel like Coronas, they're so light. It's dope to get like a 12 pack or something where if you're yeah. going to have people over, you can be drinking more than one. Blue Moon, I can only get a couple in me. That- and that it gets me it gets me feeling right. Yeah, I mean it's mild. It's uh, it's it's a little bit sweeter, but yeah, the mango kind of adds something to it. Mm. Um, I don't know. I I really enjoy regular Blue Moon too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I when I think of that, I think of uh, like Oktoberfest. I think yeah. of Blue Moon, like in in the winter time, fall, like football season. For me, I enjoy that. Yeah, for um, sure. It's like okay, you go to the beach, you're not gonna drink a Guinness, dude. No, you know what I mean? like, no, no. A Guinness is gonna make you sweat like a pig, bro. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's weird how I keep calling out things on my list though. <laughs> <laughs> like yo, you ain't gonna drink no Guinness. Though. Uh, yeah, my my number five is Guinness. No, I mean, so that's why we're best friends. Great minds <laughs> think alike, bro. Yeah, I mean, you know, you hey, know me. It is what it is, you know. But yeah, yeah, that's a great choice though, because it's actually it's one that I I almost considered the Guinness. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to do a couple beers, uh, a couple mixed drinks, and also my favorite shot too. So. Oh, I can't wait to hear that one. I'm going to touch on that, though, after you do that, just because you introduced me to a shot. All right, so to keep in task, what number are we on here? All right, so that was your fourth? Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, we're on five. So, all right, we're at shots now. So I put two down, like an honorable mention. Like, I, I have Patron at my bar right now, mm-hmm. um, and it used to be 1800 because it was cheaper. You know, yeah, yeah. You, you gradually grow in life, and you're able to kind of afford what you want to drink. Right. I, I have Patron Silver, but Don Julio Blanco, that's probably my favorite. Like, if I want to order a shot, give me Don Julio Blanco. I just, for me, the the darker the darker liquors tend to give me a hangover, mm. and I don't like that. I want to be able to at least get up and function the next day, and and kind of be able to 
you know, go to the gym or, you know, <laughs> do something with my kid or whatever it may be. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to feel like crap the whole day. Right. Um, but yeah, so lighter liquors don't do that for me. So if I'm drinking, like we've been doing um, Patron Silver tonight. Well, since you since you brought up Guinness, uh, do you want me to tell you like a shot that's my favorite for my fifth? Sure. Yeah, Just to kind of, since you picked a shot. Yeah, why not? All right. So I'm not gonna pick like my favorite favorite of all time. Just because I'm just gonna pick something that came out of my mind right now that um I used to drink uh Jaeger. Dude, I could see we don't disagree much. I do not <laughs> like Jaegermeister at all. Yeah. Bro, that shit's so heavy. Isn't it a heavy licorice? It see, but I love licorice. Really? Okay, yeah. well there you go. That's that's it, there's two shots. See, I wanted to bring up another one, but we we already touched on it earlier, and it was Fireball, and that's what you introduced me to. When I first had Fireball, I was amazed that, because I wasn't an alcohol dude at all. I didn't like alcohol. I didn't like liquor. I didn't even like beer. When Mike introduced me to Fireball, I still remember, because I passed out on his bathroom floor the same night I, I had the first one. Nine later, I passed out on his floor. Dude, I woke up. He was making me toast. I threw it up. Dude, I had nine shots of Fireball, because the cinnamon took away the the nastiness of the liquor. So I was able to down them. And yeah. I'm like, oh my God, this tastes like cinnamon. It's amazing. It tastes like that fireball of gum. Yeah, I just kept drinking them. But <laughs> Jaeger, I love licorice. So that's another thing that cancels out the See, nasty flavor for me. And that's the thing. I never was a big fan of licorice. I don't know why. See, yeah, it just but, wasn't my favorite like candy. So, yeah, so that you wouldn't definitely. It kind of bugged me like, out. But then they used to do the thing called, uh, they were called Jaeger bombs. Or so the they, Irish they car drop, bombs. Yeah, they would drop the shot of Red Bull in there. You slam it. Yeah. Man. What about, a, have you ever had an Irish car bomb? I probably have. Because I think that's Bailey's. Am I right about that? Can you look that up, Grandmaster? Is yeah. it, is it, I think it's Bailey's dropped into, or maybe Bailey's, Bailey's with cream. What is the name of it again? Irish car bomb. I think it's dropped into a Guinness. I think you're right. Dude, that, it tastes like chocolate milk. Yeah. It's insane. You just, you throw it back. That, that's. Do you like Bailey's by itself or no? Mmm. It's okay. It's all right, but like a, it's way better as like a mix though with something. My grandma, she gave me a, a little sip of it, and I, I really didn't care for it, like Bailey's. Um, so yeah, it's it's uh it's Irish stout, Irish cream, coffee liqueur, and Irish whiskey. Yeah, okay. oh, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. So James, you were so bombed, you woke up and you had some Asian lady rubbing your feet. You had no idea where you were at. Dude, like, I wish hey, James me love you long time. I, like, dude, I wish I wish I had some Asian lady rubbing my feet, but I didn't. I just had I just had this sexy oh. I had this sexy Mexi waking me up with toast. Yo, shout out to the joints. <laughs> Sometimes we got, you gotta go we got see a full joint. Release. You gotta get that happy, you know what I'm saying? Get that happy ending from one of the joints. Oh man. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Good times. Yeah, good times. Good times. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. So was that was that it? You wrapped that up? Yeah. Good? I'll, yep. That All was right. it. All right. So moving on. I know Uncute, this might not be in your wheelhouse, but um, you know, there's a lot of you know parodies we can make off this. So last weekend, Triller put on a, a show. Jake Paul. Are you familiar with Jake Paul? He's actually a YouTuber. YouTuber slash what um uh, influencer uh slash dickhead can we call him a fighter i guess we can now because he mean, knocked so out a ufc guy he knocked out a former ufc golden glove champion um in the first round 
Yeah. And so this pay-per-view, 1.2, it's it's not, it's kind of fuzzy. I don't know if it's they've solidified it, but 1.2 to 1.6 million buys. Wow. Yeah. And this is this is not like um it's not like boxing or it's not the UFC. This is a new startup company. This is the company that Mike Tyson and Roy Jones fought for. And um there's a lot of questions involving it. So I I just want to get your thoughts on the your thoughts on the 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 event itself like it, it, give me your uh, summary of everything and well i got a few questions i'd like to ask you about it all right cool so the 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 event itself uh first of all we watched the first one together with tyson and roy jones that one was way better this one the music part drug on way too long like it it seemed like we were paying for a concert and we were watching a bunch of females rap well i can't call E40 in them, but like, it, it, dude, I, I didn't want to see these people. Like, I didn't want to see Saweetie. I didn't want to see Doja yeah. Cat. I did yeah. not want to see those people rapping. It's a fight. Right. It's boxing. Like, yeah. I want to see people throwing hands. You could put Ice Cube and Snoop all in there, but that that well, that was crazy. Well, dude, like they did a fucking they did one fight and then they had a slap contest and then they had like an hour and a half concert in between. It's like okay, we we came to see a fight. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like we we love combat sports, so. That's what I want to see. Like, mm-hmm. as much as I love Snoop and E40 and Ice Cube, I'm okay with those guys. But then all the shit that you threw in there, it's just too much. It was almost like by the time we got to them, I didn't even want to hear any more music. That's the sad thing. If they would have started with those guys, I would have loved it. Yeah. And then cut back to the fighting and then do it again. But, like, even Justin Bieber, like, I thought he did good. He sounded oh, good. Oh, yeah, for sure. But it's like, why are we listening to Justin Bieber... It goes back to, okay, we're virtual. There was no fans there. So that takes away from it as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have to think about that too. Like, okay, the show's been going on for, what, four hours at that point? They need to throw Weaver on before the main event that everybody's looking forward to. It's kind of a buzzkill. You know what I mean? It's kind of like the Super Bowl, right? You think about how the Super Bowl's kind of evolved to this major spectacle on a Sunday like you can start watching Super Bowl pregame concerts at like 10 o'clock in the morning and it just drags on kickoff is sometimes like around 6 30 but you got all this fluff in between leading up to the event right and by the time the game kicks off man you're just you know you're you're exhausted you're like shit I just want to watch the game man but then they got all like the pre-concerts and all the other stuff yeah. that goes along with it there it yeah. seems like you're kind of you know, since it's a new platform, maybe that's what they're trying to do is kind of build some excitement up around it. But see, I'm going to play devil's advocate with that because I'm not a sports fan. Like, I'm not really an NFL fan. But the one thing I could say about Super Bowl is that why I could sit there and watch a game or even be involved is because normally people got parties going on. So it's not like you're stuck to the screen watching all day waiting. You kind of maybe you're dipping into some chips or somebody made some sort of meal and you're hanging out with your friends. You're drinking. There's a family. Whatever it is, it's like. When you don't even have to pay attention to all that other stuff. When it's game time, it's game time, Chips. and then that's what it is—chips and dip. But but with this thing, it's like we were all kind of hanging around. Yeah, we were eating pizza, but we're focusing on the fights. We want to see exactly what we're watching, and we ended up getting Doja Cat and and Saweetie. Like, what the fuck is that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, like that was terrible. And not only that, Saweetie. She dances worse than I dance, and I'm a white dude. I got no rhythm at all, and yeah. she was looking crazy. Yeah. I got to do the beaver next time I'm in the club. Club. You know what I mean? He's, he's like, walking around in a circle, like, pumping his arm. Like, I got to do that, man. Dude, it was working for him. It might work for, for me. I, I don't know. But he sounded all right, but still, it was just, like, by that time, 
Snoop sounded great too, and so did no, Q. No, yeah, the, yeah, those guys sounded great. E40, yo, I'm not trying to hate, but it, nah, it was, it wasn't the greatest. Hey, hey, nah, he was, he was terrible. But uh, yeah, some of those just went out way too long. Some of them sounded like shit. It um, was terrible. Do you think? Do you think it was a worked fight? I don't think it was a worked fight. To be totally honest, I do think that Ben Askren half-assed it. Yeah, he thought he could handle him. Just given that he, he even I think he said in an interview, like he just he had his hands down at the wrong time. He said, I know Jake Paul hit hard, but I had my hands down at the wrong time. And he did connect like yeah. right on the temple. I mean, it was right on the button. He said he had a heavy right, and that's exactly what beat him. That's that yeah. like one two combo. Yeah. And he laid him down. So the next thing is like, okay, with athletes in question, it's like so like football players, when they're at the end of the road. They really, there's no other outlet for them. There's no alternative to the NFL. Like they had the XFL, um, the AFL at one time, but it's not like that. Even like the UFC, like if you're done, you're kind of done, right? This, I feel like guys that are at the end of the road, it's almost like a, a money grab. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like washed up stars can go here, get a fight, make half a million dollars and ride off into the sunset. To me, I'm a guy that, that, that loves passion. Like I'm passionate about things that I, I would like to do. I don't want to see no bullshit like that, man. I don't want to see guys half-assing it. Yeah. To me, I'm not going to buy that. Like I'm a little turned off about it. I'm a fan of Floyd Mayweather. Mm-hmm. I respect him. He's 49 and all in the way he fought. Like I will, I'll pay to see that. I don't want, I don't want to see him lose. You know what I mean? But just, yeah. just the thought about it is kind of interesting. Yeah, you know I mean, I respect his body of work, so that's the only reason I think I would buy the next one. I'm pretty sure that's going to be on Triller. Yeah, I think it's but, on, and it's in June. Oh no, well maybe I don't know if it's Floyd. He might do it on his own. It's like it's like wrestlers that come back and try to just get clout. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not into that. Like, just stay the hell away. Like, you see, like I know you guys aren't wrestling fans, but I am, so I'm a geek out time to time. Like Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair, they they constantly try to come back into the fold, and it's like, dude. Stop killing your legacy, man. Just just ride off into the sunset. You had your time to shine just enough. It's like it's almost like Brett Favre, right? Yeah. You know, he came back with Minnesota and, like, had his nice little run. You know what I mean? But it's like he stayed a little bit too long because he wasn't his, himself. Yeah. So that's just kind of where I'm at with that. You feel the same way? It, yeah. It just sucks because, like, when you're – when you're – when somebody's – um. like, okay, people say that with Eminem. Like, the people that don't like Eminem's new music – will say like, yo, it's time to hang it up. The more music you drop, the more you're killing what you already did that was fantastic. So it's like, but I feel like with fighting, it's different. It's like, you're you're only a warrior if you're in the ring. So what do you do? But the, the problem with this is Ben Askren's not a boxer. So yeah. boxing is already so different than any other combat sport. So not only did he half-ass it, he he's not a boxer anyway. Right. I feel like if he would have went all in, he still wouldn't have won. Because when, you, when you're throwing only hands and that's all you have, this guy was competing as a wrestler. So you, it's total opposite. I'm, I guarantee you, you could get anybody that's Jake Paul's weight and size that's been boxing their whole career that retired, they're going to fuck that dude up. It, it's not going to be just a money grab. You can get anyone. Now, the Floyd thing fighting Logan, though, that's different because Logan is probably the biggest dude he ever fought. Right. If right. Logan connects with him, it might be a little bit of an issue, and I'm not. Floyd's got a jaw; he's been tested, but this dude's huge, bro. He weighs like 200 and 
what, 260 pounds or something? Floyd's like 150. Yeah, but still, I've seen like Floyd go toe-to-toe with Canelo Alvarez. Yeah. And Canelo gave him like everything he could handle, but Floyd was just the best in the world at that time. Yeah, well, you know he didn't get I mean? hit. Yeah, he can't, he, he take, he, I mean, he takes, he takes the punishment, but, yeah. but most of it, he didn't get hit. But he's great at his game. Mm-hmm. Why he is as great as he is is because he's great at defense. Yeah. But that's his, that's what he does. So yep. I don't think, Logan Paul, who's not an experienced boxer, is going to be able to connect with him. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he will either. I just, I would hate to see that though. Him, first of all, being like what forty some odd years old. Right. You're fifty and zero. You, you're going to come back in to fight some dude that's huge, and then if he just ends up connecting, what huge? It is what it is. But it's like Floyd's the best ever, in my opinion. He's the best ever. See, to me, like. If I, when I think best ever, like I never got a chance to watch Muhammad Ali personally, mm-hmm. but I had a chance to watch Mike Tyson. Yeah. To me, he's the best ever just because of the, what he brought to the table, mm-hmm. you know, and the knockouts that, that he could create at any moment. Yeah. He's just such a dog, man. I went back and watched every single knockout last week on YouTube. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. No, dude, great. Tyson's undebatable. Like, I just feel like when it comes to the best ever, it's like, what is boxing? I feel like boxing is hit and not get hit. No one does it better than Floyd. Yeah. But there's so many more. And like for me, my favorite boxer is Muhammad Ali just because I went back and watched all his stuff. But I still think Tyson is probably the most entertaining and he changed the way people watched boxing forever. So I guess, do you think this Triller company, is it sustainable long term? And do you think they could build that program around uh, Jake Paul? I think they can. Yeah, I think they can. Because, I mean, well, they were around before. Remember, Josh used to use. he used to actually use Triller to do his music videos. Yeah. And then now they're this big company and they're doing other things. I think they they have longevity as long as they branch out and just keep entertaining people. But that last one wasn't it. I'm sure they're going to regroup and change things. Well, even like the first the first event, I feel like, yo, the boxing was so much better. But yeah. the performances kind of lacked that night. Right. So if they can find a good median, I think they'll be able to to, to continue on. You're saying on the second one, right? Yeah, I'm saying on the first one, the boxing was better. On the second one, not so much. Because mm. they had, what, they had three fights and a slap match? Like, come on, dude. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't sign up to watch that, that shit. I didn't sign up for a virtual concert. I mean, I wanted to see fighting. You know what I mean? So that, that's just kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah, I thought the first one had better. Well, I thought the first one had better performances, too, though. I thought the first one had better performances and better fights. Yo, real quick. I got my boy Justin here. I want him to say what up to the people. Yeah. What's going on, guys? How's everybody doing tonight? Everybody, everybody's doing good. Hopefully, you know what I mean. We're on the podcast. You know, we got we got Stifler in the building. Oh my god. Yes, sir. Yeah, because we're getting ready to watch these fights. Yeah, yes, we're gonna sir. we're gonna do some fights, baby. Thank yes, you, sir. Y'all have a good night. So, uh, I mean, alternatives are good. Like we talked about streaming avenues. Um. Like even in wrestling, like they came out with a new wrestling promotion. They're like WWE is king, right? They came out with like AEW. There's like Impact Wrestling. Mm. It's the same thing with boxing, like this with Triller. Um, different ways to stream music. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Remember back in the day, you had to buy the records, dude. Like, there's no like Apple Music or Spotify or none of that. So, it's this is the way of the future. So, I commend it. You know, it's good. It's a good business model. Yeah. You know, get your money while you can and 
you know, we'll we'll see what happens. I just I'm I'm curious to see how it all works out. Well, boxing too is kind of slowing down a lot when it comes to people watching it. So I think anything that can sort of b- bring a spark back is good for the sport itself, even if it's a mockery. You know, you were talking about Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali, going back to when boxing was such a dominant sport, man. Yeah. You know, like just to like Mike Tyson revitalized boxing from the day of Muhammad Ali going all the way back to like the 60s and the 70s when boxing was a platform that would be put at the old Shea Stadium. Yeah. I remember my dad telling me he went to Shea Stadium in New York that no longer exists where the Mets used to play. You're a New York guy. Mm. And my dad went and watched when he was in the military, he was on leave and he went and watched Muhammad Ali at Shea Stadium, Soldier Field, this is the type of venues that boxing could draw like big concert names could draw. They'd sell out stadiums for yeah. a boxing match. Right. So it kind of went to that direction and then it kind of took a lull. Tyson came in and he was just a beast. I mean, everything about this guy screamed, I got to see this fight. We talked about pay-per-view earlier today. Like you would pay to see that fight because it was that exciting because you never knew if you're going to get 20 seconds of a fight. 15 rounds of a heavyweight championship fight, but it just got to the point where boxing became such a dominant sport back in the early nineties that everybody was seemed to be back on board. And then, you know, enter this new millennial type of boxing and the, you know, the cage fighting and all this other stuff. And it just turned into a whole different type of sport. It's exciting, but man, old fashioned boxing, you know, the heavyweight champions coming in, the big guys coming in, the cruiserweight and all these other people coming in. Man, I used to dig that stuff, watching that stuff as a kid, man. I just used to enjoy that as a sport. But you're absolutely right, Jay. It got to the point now where it's it's kind of kind of dipped down a little bit. And now we got this new, you know, sort of boxing or cage fighting and all this other stuff. Me, personally, I haven't been able to adapt to that yet because I'm an old school guy. I like the old boxing stuff. But um, it's still exciting. I mean, like you said, a slap contest, dude. I mean... Didn't that shit start in Russia? It did start in Russia, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy because, like, there's something to be said about guys fighting with just their fists, but a combination of things happen with boxing's decline, which is, first of all, a lot of fights don't get made because it's a money thing, and there's different different contracts, there's different companies, and in UFC, you want to see two stars go at it, that fight gets made because there's one guy that has to deal with it, and it's Dana White, and he's going to make it happen. But how long did it take Floyd to reach a decision to fight Manny Pacquiao after Manny Pacquiao's prime, which I don't Mm -hmm. think it would have made a difference if they fought earlier because, like I said, Floyd's the best. But there's just no way that fight gets made. There's too much conflict. conflict. It it doesn't work. But in UFC, that fight gets made, hands down. You want to talk about slap contests in Russia? There's a video out there. These two Russian dudes smacking yep. the piss out of each other. And they're just, it's like fucking. <laughs> Yo, they I keep... don't feel it. No, you show me that. Oh, dude, I never laughed so hard. My brother sent it to me. I was literally crying. I was, I was crying my eyes. I was laughing so, so hard at Y'all it, love that video. You showed me that. Yeah, One of them looks like CZ, dude. Dude, they're just smacking the piss out of each other in the kitchen. And it's like, I, I can't understand what they're saying. It was like, ah, they're, suck. They're, they're, they're laughing, dude. It's oh, fucking, it's, it's great. But uh, That shit's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, we need that kind of humor in our life. 
What fucking idiot signs up for a slap contest? Somebody that, you know, didn't graduate high school. I mean, really, dude, you're like losing your teeth and everything. I think I seen the one that you're talking about, Mike. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, these guys are like going way back with their like measuring their distance and everything like that. And these these dudes like get cupped on the side of that freaking head. Like they lose their eardrum, they lose their hearing, and this guy's still standing there going, Thank you, sir. May I have another? That's like, uh, you know, on the Rubio side of the family, there's a lot of boxers. I, I never like getting hit in my face. That's why no. I never got into it, man. No. It just wasn't for me. Like, I, I wish I had that, you know. I had my fair share of fights throughout my life, but yeah. I didn't like getting hit in the face. So, like, I, it just wasn't for me. It takes a special person. Rubio! <laughs> Shout out. That's why I love jujitsu, though, because jujitsu, you don't punch. You right, just kind of right. you kind of wrestle. You try to, you know, tap the guy out. Yeah, 100%. All right, so I'm going to get into the sports report. Let's do it. And uh, the one thing I wanted to shout out first and foremost is Alex Smith. So he just recently retired. Dude, this is an amazing story. Like, no matter where you are in life, you want to talk about adversity. You want to talk about going through some stuff and, like, persevering. This is what it's all about. Mm. Um, So he had a nice NFL career. He actually... uh. He fought off a flesh-eating bacteria. Okay, he got hurt, and and it broke his leg. Had a flesh flesh-eating bacteria, and went on to have seventeen surgeries. Seventeen surgeries before he came back. Okay, and and he actually won Comeback Player of the Year in twenty twenty. How amazing is that? That's crazy. You know what I mean? So. I just I, I had to give him his props. You know what I mean? We do a little sports every single week. I, I just I had to um I had to shout him out, man. You know, I think it's a it's a hell of a hell of a run and a hell of a comeback. And I think it's it's something that if you're not familiar with it, please look it up because it's inspiring. Absolutely. And you think about a guy, Mike, I mean he was an he was an all pro player. James, I know you're not like the biggest sports fan in the world, but not you at think all. about this guy was I mean you know, you go back to the Joe Theismann injury, right? That compound fracture. Yeah. And it's, it's, dude, I mean, it's out there. The video's out there. You go see this, and it's just, it's hard to watch. But could you imagine a guy that had to rehab for two years, dealt with 17 different surgeries, had a flesh-eating bacteria that could have possibly amputated his leg, and he makes it back. You know, this, this thing happened in, what, Mike, 2018 in November of 2018? And by the time he comes back to play the game in 2020, uh, one of his best games in his career actually was against the Detroit Lions. The dude threw for 55 passes, completed 38 for 390 yards, and he still lost. Those attempts and completion totals were both his career highs, and of course it was against the Lions. We have a special guest here, don't we? Is it uh, who just showed up? Rubio. Oh, boy. Well, we have another one. Okay, we got we got guests all night long. So every fifth episode, I think this is going to be a thing. Every fifth episode, we need to just make it a freaking a classic show. So go ahead, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell the people who exactly you are. Oh, 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 oh. oh let's hear that, guys. Oh, you're you're here with Hollywood right here. We're live with uh, John Gruden and Big <laughs> Poppy here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. That's really nice. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we got Eminem here too as well. How we doing, folks? <laughs> Salute. 
Salute, salute. So touching on this Alex Smith stuff, man, like what are you what are your thoughts on it? I mean, great story. Great, great story, I gotta say other Poppy. Uh you know, everything this guy's been through, um, with the leg and all the rehabilitation and all that stuff, and was still given a chance to play, you know, like B said, remarkable. You know, who does that? You know, a guy's leg is just torn up. It's now it's military parts on there and stuff like that. And you know, and you know, Coach Ron Rivera just really looking out for him now. He just couldn't go another year with him. Looking out for the family, the long the children. Right. And that's one thing I want to shout out to the wife. You know, that had to be difficult on them, on her, the kids. That it's that's like a family bonding, uh grinding type of situation to where they need really needed to uh persevere through that situation. That that is just tough. To to be at a point where you're gonna lose your life, not let alone your football career as an athlete, right? You gotta think about, okay, I'm stepping away from the game because of an injury now you're talking about losing your damn life like that's just it's unbelievable to me like uh, props to him that's right i agree with you man you got to think you got to have great support cast right i mean anytime anybody goes through adversity like that you you talk about not just an athlete it could be personal it could be anything man it could be a diagnosis it could be anything man your support system is going to be your biggest ally and a lot of stuff in life is mental Right. So a lot of things that we get through in life, the challenging times that we may go through from our ups and downs, the loss of a loved one, like, you know, Mike and I just recently went through with losing my dad. It's a lot of it's a lot of people that surround you that keep your encouragement up. And so absolutely, man, Alex, Alex Smith's wife and his 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 nucleus of people like, you know, like Sal was saying, like just having the ability to have everybody around. To support you is it's a huge thing man it's it's a big deal yeah <clears throat> no it really is so i mean props to him and, and this was a great piece you put together like this is this is phenomenal thank you, stuff thank you very much that's really <laughs> nice thank you <laughs> this, this absolutely like is, is it's very very bigly it's extremely bigly <laughs> like no, so, I mean, Alex Smith, shout out to you. And then moving on, so we got the NFL draft coming up in Cleveland next week. Yes. That's why I wanted to kind of bring you in. Like, we're all football guys, right? Absolutely. You know, and, and Jay, he understands. He knows. He Okay, this isn't his wheelhouse. But for us, this is a big deal. So, we draft seven. I've said all along, the Detroit Lions will select Michael Parsons. We've talked about it at length. You I know what I mean? I think when you draft Michael Parsons out of Penn State, I feel like you have – your middle linebacker for the next century, not century, I'm sorry, decade, okay? And he locks that down. For me, that's who I want. That's who they need. Regardless of all the allegations, there's a lot of bullshit out there. I don't know what's true, what's not. I just know the dude's a stud, and he's a football player, and that's what we need. I agree. Do you think the Lions will go? Now, what, what position was this guy at again, Mike? Mike Parsons was a middle linebacker for Penn State. He sat out last season, but if you look him up, he's a stud. Sal, what's your thoughts on that? You know, uh, me and Mike been debating on this, and I like Parsons and everything. He's a downfield runner. I think there's better guys on the board if they're going to be there, and I like that uh, Jamar Chase from LSU. That guy's a freak, man. I do, I do like Chase. For me, though, like you look at like championship winners, New England. You look at Kansas City. Did they really have that stud standout wide receiver though? No, you don't necessarily need that to win. 
that's why I'd rather build closer to the trenches as opposed to a wide receiver or um, a Kyle Pitts, for instance. Great athlete. The more you talked about him, the more I looked him up. The dude's they a stud. He's like he's he's like the, a Calvin Johnson like uh, similarity. But for me, we've gone down that road multiple times. I'm not interested in seeing that again. I want to see it built from the lines out, and I feel like you're missing uh, linebacker depth and help. Period. You know what I mean? So, what the draft is next Thursday, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's Thursday. Thursday is round one. Uh, two and three will be Friday, and Saturday is the conclusion. Will we of be it. seven when I, it comes to the draft? I could see him. I could see him trading out too. Real up or down. I can see him getting going back and, and gaining more picks because you look at this team, I feel like they need a lot more than just, you know, one stud player. So if you can get two, three picks, to me, that's that's substantial. You know what I mean? And I'd still, like two straight starters that are studs if we can. Yeah. So, okay, go go. let's go around the table. So, Grandmaster B, who's your pick? You know what, man? I, I really don't know about the – the class that's coming out as much as you guys sound like, you know, I, I just know that didn't the Lions. Okay. So I'm not crazy about the one they they pulled the tight end a couple of years ago or a year ago. Hawkinson. To me, that was kind of a, and not to say it was a wasted draft pick, but I don't think they needed to pick a tight end that high up in the draft. Right. I mean, I think the Lions, that might be the old regime, but I do like the new coach. I like his mindset. I'd like him that he was a player first and foremost, that he understands that, you know, how a team is built, like Mike was saying, you know, you build it the way, you, you know, that you feel is best. But, you know, the, the New England Patriots kind of had proven this over and over again. You can get the last pick in the draft and still build a dynamic team because it's I think some of those lower drafts can be hungry players, too. Yeah. Right. And those, those guys can come out and they're they're trying to make a name for themselves. Um, I, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if the Lions pull a quarterback. I just don't think that that's off the table because. Even though Jared Goff is our guy right now, he could still be trade bait down the road. Could be. You know, that's not to say that they don't they build a system around a quarterback, but then the Lions lost a receiver too, a big name receiver here. Yeah, so Kenny Galladay, he went to the New York Giants, he's gone. Um so there's needs there. But let me just paint this scenario for you guys. You get a call. Hey, uh, Brad Holmes. The Jerry, Jerry Jones. <laughs> Jerry Jones from Dallas Cowboys. Hi, Jerry. I want you to listen to me, goddammit. How's your wife, Jerry? I want you to listen to me, boy. Now, uh, now, what, what do you say? I trade you the 10th overall pick, and uh, I'll give you a second or a third, and you just drop back, you know, three spots. How do you feel about that, boy? Well, uh, Jerry, I, I think I'm going to need a first-rounder for that. Uh, don't don't talk back to me, goddammit. <laughs> I think I'm going to need a maybe a first round. It sounds good, Jerry, but I know you got money. Now, boy, do you understand who you're talking to? <laughs> I know, Jerry. You're not the easiest to work with now, Jerry. Uh, I'm going to need a little more, Jerry. Now, son, I, I got some years in this business. You understand what I'm saying? We're talking about a possibility of me dealing with Bill Belichick now and getting Gilmore out the deal now. Now, listen, there's a lot of scenarios. that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I've been working on that one for a long time. We're waiting to bust it out on the air. So. Very good. Yes, yes um, absolutely. I'm excited. I feel like if they trade out, we're all Lion geeks. We we love the Lions. We like that's what Lions. we do. We've been beaten, tortured. We yeah, we've been through the the gamut, man. So if we can come out of this clean somehow and have some sort of 
I don't. I just want a better team. You know, I got faith I, we in need, these guys. We need to build I a better really team. I like what they're doing. There's experienced coaches on the staff. We just we need dogs for players. You know, this is uh, the NFL. It comes down to players, man. You and know? I think I think uh, Dan Campbell. He, you know, he's a no nonsense kind of guy. These are the kind of guys he wants. He don't want the guy. You know, hey, my fingers, my fingernail broke off today. I can't play. He's not going to go for that type of stuff. What do you say, B? I, I agree with you, man. I think Dan Campbell, right from the day he got introduced to us as fans here in Detroit, I mean, you know, Patricia kind of had brought what he thought was a system from New England that was going to just be a plug-and-play type thing, and it yep. just never really materialized. And if you hear now on the backside of everything and how he was trying to coach his players and stuff, he didn't have the locker room from no. day one, dude. So you think about a coach like that who, you know, he came with the prestige of the Super Bowl rings, the championships, the Bill Belichick and all this other stuff. But, you know, sometimes you got to get a gritty coach like, um, call me crazy, but, you know, I'm going to go back to Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell, soft-spoken guy, sort of like a Tony Dungy type. Yes, yes. Very, you know, very low-mannered, easy, you know, to talk to. He never was a rah-rah guy. You know, we had coaches like that here in Detroit with, like, Jim Schwartz, and they thought that was going to make a difference. But what I like about this guy, because you got to give him a chance, is Dan Campbell. Again, I go back to a, a coach player. When you played the game, right, I don't think Patricia ever played – I think he played maybe some college ball, high school ball. Maybe. Yeah, he played a little college ball. He played a little bit of college ball. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's, like, the end deal to make it or break it in the NFL, but it takes a special person to take a locker room over and, and have people believe in you. Yes. I mean, we all played – you know, competitive sports and, 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 you know, Mike, you coach, you know, you're coaching at a high school, you're coaching at a high level now. I mean, you've coached, you know, uh, pop Warner football and you've won championships and stuff like that. But as you escalate in the game and you move up to the, to the mentality of an older person or a person that's more matured, it's not about rah, rah. It's getting in the mindset of some of these players. And, you know, we're talking about athletes have been playing football since they were young kids, seven, eight years old. They've been through all the JV, Pop Warner, high school, they played great collegiate ball. Now you're in a pro level. It takes a special cat to make yes. that locker room believe in you, right? Mm -hmm. And I got to think the way I heard Dan Campbell talk, and it's still early to make the you know conclusion on where this is going to go, but I like the tenacity. I like his no BS style. Yes. And I think those are the kind of coaches that these, these new generation of players are looking at going, hey, man, he's one of us, yes. right? You dig it? I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah, and Dan Campbell actually he played in the NFL. He played for the Saints and the Lions. And the Lions. So That's yeah, he's uh, those guys will respect him for that. It's on a lesser level. They just want people they can relate to, guys that they'll know that he's gonna have their back. You know what I mean? He's no that doubt. type of cat. Hey, he'll go down swinging for you. This is what it's gonna be, and and players respond to that. And and Jim Caldwell in a different sense. He was more laid back, but he always had the players back. So. You, I think you can win a multitude of ways. Like Bill Belichick, he's more laid back and uh, Einstein. On, on to the next one. You know, we're on Very to monotone. We're on yeah. to we're on, we're on to Cleveland. But you know, like you say, Mike, you know, there's not nothing better than having a good time out there, having fun, taking care of your business. And when you buy in, you'll do anything for your coach. They're millionaires playing a, a kid's yes. game. Like it, it's a it's the greatest game in the world yes. to me. Uh, I believe in that. That's why I do what I do, and and that's why we love what we love. We love the game of football. So, but once you lose that locker room, you know as well as I know, it's over. Yeah, it's it's time to move on. It's time to move on when you lose yeah. the locker room, and that's what's happening. That's right. <laughs> you cut ties and you move on. Mm -hmm. So. 
to what Sal's saying, I think you're right, man. I mean, you got to have, you got to have the players buy in. I think that's a big part of pro sports, um, buying into the program, man. And I think it's a culture change, you know, for, for such a long time, for those out there that listen to, to us understand that as Detroit fans, we live on hope. You know, we live on hope. We, we sit there and every year we don't have a really good team right now to root for in all professional sports. And we've seen the Red Wings dominate the NHL for such a long period of time. They were like the New England Patriots of NHL. Like they were just consistently in the playoffs every single year. And it was almost like if they in the, the year that they didn't make it recently, everybody in Detroit was like, wow, man, I think they had like 20 straight years of being in the playoffs. 20, 24 years, right? I mean, that's that is ridiculous. You know, we've seen some great teams when, uh, you know, the Detroit Tigers. They had some really cool stuff happen when Dave Dombrowski was our GM. We brought in a bunch of stud players, paid ridiculous amount of salary, the highest salary in in the MLB. Couldn't win. We had Justin Verlander. We had every starting pitcher. I mean, there's pitchers right now playing in the MLB right now that are starters that are still winning. Scheiser, all these guys are playing great ball. But we had we didn't have we couldn't get to the couldn't get to the dance and win it. Got to the World Series, but we didn't win it. Then we think about, you know, the Pistons, the bad, bad boys days when they were just dominant. We grew up with those guys, right? I mean, that was so much fun to watch these dudes, man. You know, and then then you think about the Lions, right? We had our Barry Sanders era, we had our Kelvin Johnson era. We got excited because it was one player, right? It was one dude that really made the team who they were. And now it's like that's why I believe sports is such a big deal for not just for people that like sports, but it's a good, it's a good thing for building community because when you got something to root for that, that's that big. And I, I got to believe if the lions were to ever win anything, I mean, we'd probably burn the city down. I'm not joking because I just think it's such a big deal because this is definitely an, a, a football town more than anything. Yeah. hundred percent. I think it, a sports team can cultivate cities. You look at like teams like New Orleans, like after the hurricane, how they rallied behind that team and the city came yes. together. Like that's what it's really all about. Well, we got to change the subject, dude. We got to get into something like, can we pay homage to Shock G? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you hey, know, do we know who Shock G Shock is? Shock G, the one that put his Santa on your panties. Do it a Turn it up, dog. Do it a Humpty Hump. Do it, dog. Come on, man. <laughs> do it, dog. Do the Humpty. R.I.P. to Shock G. Shock G. Jay, what you got to say, man? You know, Shark G put it down. He put Pac on the map. Right. Still right. down with There's the underground when I come around. Right on. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I man. Um, yeah, rest in peace. We lost three three rappers recently. And they say death happens in three, so it's kind of sad that this is happening. Yeah, really. Um, I don't know, man. I'm ready to get into these fights, though, dude. Yo, it's fight night. I want to thank Hollywood. Grandmaster B. Pleasure, brother. Hey, I love Loved you guys it. coming on. I'm glad Can't we can work on a again. project together. You're going to hear a lot more of these guys. Philly and James, fives of the week. Thank you for tuning in. We love you guys. There man. you go. Love you, word. Hey, Peace up. Be good, world. Okay.